baby starting out hot and steamy. Very, very steamy. <laughs> My face is warm already thinking about what we need to discuss tonight. My notes are pretty much just horny thoughts, <laughs> if you will. Horny thoughts by Dawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the book, the books in the process. <laughs> It's just pages of like butts, 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 butts. That's what's in my notes. Every time I saw a butt, I was like, but, and then I stopped doing it because we saw so many butts. So, like very nice butts. Oh my God, and amazing butts. So many nice butts. Started slow and then the bang happened. <laughs> this movie wanted to be 365 days. Yes. Really bad. And it didn't get there, which only means because we know how bad 365 days is. So this movie is worse than that, I would say. That just means I have a lot to say about it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. This is I Hate It, Let's Watch It. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. We are discussing Portuguese film sensation, Burning Betrayal. So I watched it in the original Portuguese, obviously. I'm assuming you watched it in English. Correct. With the horrible dubbing. How did you find the voice acting? It wasn't that bad, but I will admit, I think the voice for the ex-fiance, I can't pronounce his name. Oh, Uh, Kayo. 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 Yeah, his is like the one that every movie uses for a man. Mm. The same male act voice actor. Okay. So I think he was the main guy in Nowhere. I think he was oh. also the guy's voice in Two. <laughs> okay. Because it sounded very familiar. And then luckily we got to change it up with Thiago and Marco. But I will say they were not bad. I mean, they're the typical overacting because they're the voice actors, but sure. it, it could have been worse. Okay. It probably changed the experience. I think if I probably heard the original voices, it would be different, but... Yeah, well, that's always what gets to me is I just feel like you can't convey the correct tone and emotion. You can do the best that you can, but if you're not actually doing the things. Although I think that would bother me the most in sex scenes, but in these sex scenes, there's no actual audio accompanying it besides the musical background, which is one thing that really hit me as reminding me of 365 Days. It's like the soundtrack is just bumping. Every time they had sex, it was like, cut the audio or just fill in the background with music. It's funny. I was comparing the music to 365 Days. <laughs> yes. And I felt it was lacking a little bit. I felt like it could have been a little hotter, a little steamier. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it still went with the scene. Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean. Now, was it written and performed? Formed by Marco? <laughs> no, which was okay, sad. huge, yeah, huge disappointment. That's what 365 days has up on this movie. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so ah, uh, man, I can't wait to get into this because it's such a <laughs> such a ridiculous thing. So the opening scene of this movie starts very aggressively with a motorcycle. It, it, I couldn't tell if it was a chase or not at first. Two people on right. motorcycles speeding through a city. And one of them spins out on the ground and like hurts himself. And they go into this warehouse and immediately are like, let's bang. And so I'm like, holy shit, this movie is starting at a 10. I said, like, right away. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. At a fucking 10. We see a butt in the first two minutes of this movie. Oh. A very nice butt. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's a very nice sex scene occurring, but it does turn out to be the dream of our main character. Bobby. Hate it. Hate the name. Short for Barbara. Right. <laughs> but the way they said it throughout it, like sometimes it sounded like baby. Yeah, they just kept 
going around back and <laughs> forth with it. And I'm like, I kind of hate this name. It took me a while to figure out everybody's names, honestly. And I like the best friend. I was calling her Olga in my notes until I finally figured out her name was Patty. Oh, <laughs> Yes, her I forgot because I felt like they didn't say hers enough. No, they didn't. And I thought maybe mm-hmm. I missed it somewhere. I was really trying to pay attention, but obviously I can't like read subtitles and write notes at the same time. And I wrote four pages of notes. So oh my God. I might <laughs> I might have missed it, but it took me a long time to figure out what her name was. Anyway, Bobby wakes up. She's obviously in the midst of wedding planning. She's got magazines and pictures all around of flower arrangements and wedding stuff. And her fiance walks in and like spooks her he gives her some earrings and then he's like "Mm, let's bang so now we have two sex scenes in the first five minutes of this movie yes this one not as good no she is not having it she's not feeling it no he doesn't last very long he doesn't last very long he is nicely he's got a nice color to him and a nice tush everybody's got Um, a nice oh his his tush <laughs> like, oh my god, I wanted to squeeze. It so I'm bad. so sweaty already because, like, <laughs> <laughs> the butts in this movie were just A plus, A plus butts. The butts, the bodies. Oh mm-hmm. my god. Okay. But yeah, she's not feeling it. It's very quick, and he thinks he's going to solve this by making spaghetti. <laughs> right. He like jumps up and he's like, I'm going to go make spaghetti. And she's like, great. <laughs> And it, and he asks her, like, why she wasn't happy. He's like, oh, is that not good for you? And then she says that she's thinking about having to sell her motorcycle. So depressing. He's, like, weirdly okay with this. He's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And it's like, no. <laughs> I hope that I wouldn't be distracted by such a mundane thing when my fiancé is boning me on the couch in the middle of the day. Yeah, they really make this movie, too. Like, they concentrate on the motorcycles a lot. Yeah, I find that very funny because there's really nothing to them. I mean, I I guess it's kind of representative of her true personality. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of heavy handed. And I think it served to add the element of or one element of danger to the movie that 365 Days was doing with the mafia stuff. So yeah. like we kind of have we kind of have a subplot with the, the scary cartel nonsense. But we also have look at this man who is such a badass because he's a judge, but he also rides a motorcycle. And it's just like, <laughs> Okay. I mean, yes. Like those two cannot go hand in hand. <laughs> like, yes, that is hot. But also, I see what you're doing. <laughs> uh-huh. Very transparent. So they kind of briefly touch on their work because they work together, question mark? I'm still confused about I'm very confused about their, yeah. Because at some point, it seems like she has the authority to fire him. Right. It's like her company and he is contracted yes, by her company. Kind or of. their partners. I don't like business partners because she has her partner, Chago. They right. work together. But they also Also have Kayo. Correct. Yeah, best buds. He had good guy energy from the beginning. uh, He had a lot of different energies for me. I will address. Okay, great. (laughs) Because we're almost there. But so he's talking about he has to testify in some sort of inquiry about one of their clients who's being accused of some kind of financial fraud and their accountants, which like I also didn't really get. No. Because in this country, accountants aren't, at least that I'm aware of, are not often going to court to testify on behalf of their clients' books and bookkeeping. And maybe they are in terms of fraud, but it's just... (laughs) 
it must be a different system. I wasn't. Yeah, and it also with it. seemed like a very common day to day occurrence. Right, like all they do is go to court to testify for yep. their clients, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but how they're not committing fraud. So yada yada, he's got this going on. So cut scene two, trying on her wedding dress in front of her best friend Patty. Mm-hmm. And she tells her about this dream she has. And then Patty's like, listen, think about why you're having this dream. Are you having any doubts, any regrets about getting married? And the whole time the wedding dress attendant is kind of like making faces like, um, what's like, can the you p- stop? <laughs> yeah, like, what's the point of me doing this? You guys are obviously fucked up. And then there's just like this weird moment where they're like talking about Patty's sex life and like her dating life. And Bobby's like, let me just download this tracker app on your phone. And then Patty's like, well, then I'm downloading it on your phone. And I'm like, okay, well, this is obviously a really convenient way for the plot to get them (laughs) aware of each other's surroundings. I will say my cousins and I do share our locations. Oh, yeah. Neither of us are dating as much as we would. (laughs) But that's what it's for pretty much. Like, hey, this is where I'm going to be. And And I have no problem with that. It's just it felt like a... Like a really it was a setup. weird, yeah. yeah, like a really weird, not really relevant to the conversation thing that they just threw in there. So you could be like, oh, that's why she has her location. Mm-hmm. So anyway, another cutscene. We're going to the office now, and this is when we meet Chago. So go ahead, give us set us up for Chago. Okay, so initially I was like, gay best friend. <laughs> yes, he's very polished. He's Clark Kent. Yes. 80s yuppie glasses, you know. Not bad looking. No, not bad looking at all. Wouldn't kick him out of bed. But the minute she's like, that's my best friend. And I mean, kept reiterating, Mm -hmm. he's my best friend, but he's my best friend. Right. You have to come with me because you're my best friend. I'm like, okay, he's gay. I I mean, not to, (laughs) I'm not trying to put some type of stereotype on that, but just her actions towards him seemed that way. Like, she's trying to prove to herself, too. Like, he's just my friend. He's just my friend. Well, I mean, that to me was setting up the... Later. Yeah, setting up later to be like, oh, I actually do have feelings for you. Because in movies, it's so hard for men and women to just be friends. That Mm -hmm. doesn't exist in Hollywood unless the other person is gay. So I had my suspicions about that from the get-go. And Chago seemed really attentive to her. And I was like... Yeah. This feels slimy. But she's telling him, oh, I'm going to like read up on Kayo's deposition stuff. And like, I want to go to court with you to watch him testify. So and like this is again, I'm in my notes. I'm like, are they lawyers? Like, what is happening here? It's like you would think the whole office decided to go for a field trip. Seriously, because we go to the courtroom and it's different, obviously, than an American courtroom. Mm -hmm. And there's like a panel of judges. And the main judge is Marco who we I didn't recognize from the opening sequence, but the way that they're looking at each other because they catch each other's eyes and it's obvious that there's like recognition there. Yeah. Which is very similar to 365 in Massimo's whole I saw you on the beach and fell in love with you. (laughs) So she's dreaming about Marco before she ever meets him. So Kaya's testifying like, nope, nothing's wrong here. Everything looks good. No suspicious activity to report. And then they leave the courtroom and what do you know? Bobby leaves her folder behind on her chair. So that's unfortunate for her. Or is it? Or is it? Now, Kyo is like, I have to go to the airport. I got to go to Rio. He's got a really nice car. 
which now looking back should have tweaked something. But that's okay because Bobby is going to her bachelorette party that night after she sells her motorcycle. Oh, right, right, right. Sells that first. Yes. And then she even says to him, uh, Tiago, she's like, you have to come. You're my best friend. I'm like, I get it. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Another reason why I thought maybe he was gay because she was inviting him to an all-girls bachelorette. Sure. To a strip club. A male strip club. Yeah. So I was like, all right. She, she's like, oh, you got to come. You're my best friend. You're my right hand. Like, yeah, that's usually how that goes. Sure. But so they're at the strip club. Apparently, Patty has bought and paid for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a male sex worker for Bobby. And Bobby's a like. Very nice looking sex. worker. <laughs> yeah. More butts. More very, very acceptable butts. And Bobby's like, you know what? I'm good. You go ahead. So I guess Patty's going to take that. But mm-hmm. then she starts opening her gifts in front of everybody. And like she gets like sex toys and stuff. And then she gets one from like a secret admirer and she opens it. And it's photos of Kayo having sex with another woman. Flips out, runs to the bathroom crying, will not come out. Yeah. Patty calls Jago to come help her get Bobby out of the, out of the, <laughs> out of the bathroom. And she decides that she really needs to right now, right this second, go back to the office building. Because this was also confusing because I guess this is not the office building she works in. Breaks it. The door guy, like the security, like didn't recognize. Right. Like, Did she not know her. She, yeah. It had to go through Jago. Which, okay, fine, but still, it was it was awkward that weird wasn't known. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, weird. So Or she t- just never well no, she does go to the office. Yeah, so that's weird. Okay. Right? <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand. So they schmooze their way past the security guard who takes them upstairs to the office. And then it's Patty's job to distract him while Bobby goes into the office with Chago and searches for evidence that he's having this affair. Patty is a ride or die because. Oh, big time. She she just throws her body on this grenade and is molesting this man who is like down for it. Oh, he's down for it. She is offering herself up so that her friend can snoop on her cheating ex. Yep. So she and Jago going through the office. She finds a note in his desk or something that says happy two year anniversary, which means they've been together for two years and she's been with him for five years. So she goes into a fucking rage and starts trashing this office. I don't either, but also like... Don't get caught. Like, poor Patty's over there shoving the security guard's face into her vagina. (laughs) And making, like, so much noise trying to not, like, have him hear what's going on in there. But she is, like, smashing everything she can find that will break. Jago is, like, trying to stop her, but not really. They also spend some time trying to hack into the laptop. Mm -hmm. But they, she doesn't know the password. She can't get in. I love how she thought it was her birthday. Like... Come on. Mm. It's probably the mistress's birthday. Let's be real. Ooh, yeah. It wasn't, though. It was something to do with whiskey. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) But so they can't hack into it, but she wants to see what's on it. So she takes the laptop with them and they skedaddle from the office building. She goes home all dejected, all upset. She has this multi-hour mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. which begins with her getting into the shower with all of her clothes on. Yeah, she does a lot of crazy shit at this point. She asks Alexa, like, Why did my boyfriend why? cheat? Why did my my fiancé cheat on me or whatever? And yeah, like, why was I betrayed? <laughs> is, is Alexa even equipped to answer that? <laughs> right? I mean, is Amazon funding this movie? Come on. 
Yeah. Does Amazon have therapy? <laughs> right. Because I may have to sign up. Right? A subscription therapist. She burns all of their pictures. Yep. She stalks this other woman on Instagram. She eats chocolate cake and drinks a lot of wine. She has like a full spiral. Mm -hmm. So when Patty comes to get her the next morning, she looks like garbage. And Patty's like, get up. We're going to the salon where basically Patty's like, do whatever you want to your hair. Do whatever you would have done if Kayo had no say in it. So she dyes it from blonde to brown, which is a much better look. Thank you. <laughs> I needed to discuss this because okay great go right ahead initially when I saw her I'm like I no, not that she's not pretty but I'm like I don't find her attractive I don't understand especially in the courtroom scene when Mark mm. was like staring at her for the first time and I'm like not no like, not seeing it <laughs> not seeing why you know she's not and then the minute she's got the brown hair I'm like thank you yes it just it goes much better with her skin tone I yes. think and she had like roots that were showing with the blonde. Like, was it a wig? It made it look like think? a wig. Definitely. It probably was actually to think about it now. Yeah. Cause I think her hair, it just even looked healthier when it was brown. Yeah. It looked kind of like straw-y when it was blonde. Definitely. Like she couldn't work with it. It was like straggly. Yes. Whatever. But yes, the brunette is so much better. So, so much, better. much better. So she's like strutting through the office. Like, look at my new hair. And Thiago is, like, trying to talk her down because she wants to fire Kayo. She's like, fuck this guy. Fuck everything. And Thiago's like, look, he brings in a lot of business. So, again, like, confusing as to his role. But he brings in a lot of business. So let's just go through the processes, whatever. So she agrees. But Judge Marco's assistant calls in the middle of this and says, oh, by the way, we have your folder that you left in court. Right. So she goes down to the courthouse. She's wearing a very, very short dress. Very short. If I wanted to be taken seriously by a judge, I would not wear this to court. <laughs> True. So, but she also um, was only just picking up. She probably, well, no, she probably definitely knew she'd see him. But I was going to say maybe she thought like, I'm just picking up my folder. I'm not. Well, I mean, but a good point, because one would think the rep the folder would just be with the secretary who would just hand it to her. But no, she has to report directly to Judge Marco for him to give her back. Well, he doesn't even do it. He tells his assistant to give it back to her. Like they have this conversation. He's like, oh, and give her her folder. And when he introduces himself, <laughs> I'm such a uh -oh. child. I'm sitting here and I don't know if it's because of the dubbed voice just had more dramatics to it but he's like <laughs> he puts his hand out and he's like marco and i'm like polo <laughs> <laughs> because just the inflection it had sounded like a game of marco polo and i'm like i needed to get that in there like it was a question yep that's exactly <laughs> how it sounded yeah you're supposed to respond to this right so they have like a tense moment of chemistry, but she she leaves and is on her way out. But she sees a motorcycle in the parking lot and takes a picture of it because she really likes it, I guess. And Kayo approaches her and he's like, why haven't you called me? Like, you're not answering my calls. You're ignoring me, which is interesting because I feel like my first action if I found out that my fiance was cheating on me would be to call that son of a bitch and rip him a new Yeah, one. the fact that she hasn't addressed him in days right is kind of weird especially because i kind of assumed they'd be living together that's and what i like, thought I too guess they're not because we never see him like move out and and i don't yeah <laughs> i don't 
fully get that. So they get into sort of a heated argument. And of course, Marco appears just as he's like grabbing her and he intervenes on her behalf. Is this guy bothering you? (laughs) Yeah. Like that typical. uh, Cool it, Marco. Cool it. So of course they go grab a drink afterwards and they're just being kind of flirty until Marco spots a blonde woman sitting behind them in the bar and is like, excuse me, I have to go talk to this person. And she's like, all right. I'm going to leave then because fuck this. And I totally agree with her. I'm like, this has red flags all over it. So good on you for leaving. So she goes home and. Oh, the apartment's trash. Yes. The door is already open. And because she's an idiot, she just walks in. What part of you would think that's a good idea? Especially once you see that stuff is knocked over, broken. You take two steps in, you take two steps back out, you call the police. But she doesn't even call the police. She calls Chago. Yeah. Like, he's not the be-all, end-all. Yeah, he's he's not the police. Like, you needed to file a police report for this. And it's so funny because they have this conversation where they're like, oh, well, I guess nothing was taken. So no harm, no foul. Yeah, and that's what like, he says. And I'm like, ew. Yeah, some, but she's okay with it. She's just like, yeah, no, I guess so. And it's like, how are you just, okay, all right, we're still not going to call the police. That You should probably report a break-in. This is obviously an intimidation tactic of some kind. <sighs> Whatever. So... <laughs> Chago warns her about Marco. He's like, I think it's kind of weird. And also, like, you know, they he might not have the best of intentions. And then this is when he starts hitting on her and is like, but actually, I have been in love with you forever. <laughs> Here <laughs> it like, is. It's like, okay, well, then what are your intentions? Because you just got done saying, like, she's vulnerable and she shouldn't be entering a relationship with Marco, but she should do it with you. And you're also horrible at kind of saving her from a potential home invasion. Right. Right. Like, he does nothing right in that scenario. He's not comforting. He minimizes it and then doesn't even suggest that they call the police. It's it's not great. No. And he tries to kiss her and she's like, you know what? Not about it. Thanks, but no thanks. He handles it more gracefully than I expected. So well, I would have been so embarrassed and wanted to leave immediately. Right. I wouldn't have been able to look at him for days. Yeah, I know. And especially because they work together. (laughs) And I mean, I guess maybe it helps that he was so nice about it. But I didn't expect him to be because, again, I felt like he had good guy energy. And I was like, I don't know. And I also felt like she didn't push him away at first like she let Mm. them make out happen a little bit they kiss for a while (laughs) so i'm like are you turning it down or are you like i thought she was gonna go for it at first and then i thought so too yeah because it did maybe maybe just out of desperation kind of like a rebound like oh this is nice and warm and familiar right but no she's she's not really interested so I have to admit, I appreciated the bluntness of her reasoning. I mean, she says it's, she'll say it to Marco later, but she kind of says it to Thiago now. But, you know, like you said, she's just, she's not ready. She's not looking for anything. It's right. it's not going to be nothing romantic. I Like, literally bullshit. Yeah, famous last words. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because <laughs> the next day, she goes out, she buys her motorcycle back, and she joins a motorcycle club. And they go on this ride to some coastal resort area. I was so confused by this. <laughs> Mind you, she's the only female. Of course. And the other guys are hot. I mean, don't get me wrong. Very good looking men. Mm-hmm. This was, <laughs> I'm like, what a rebound trip. Because you're literally Seriously. on a resort Seriously. with all these men. And I'm like, if this is going to be a fucking gangbang, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, how how far are we going to go? Yeah. 
spoiler alert, not that far. But not that far, but far enough. enough. I enjoyed myself. Oh, yes, very much so. Yeah. The only guy who really hits on her is the motorcycle club owner, I guess. Yeah, the president, whatever the hell he is. So he kind of tries to hit on her, but he picks up immediately because, of course, Marco, this is Marco's motorcycle club. Mm -hmm. So they reacquaint themselves at the resort. And as soon as he kind of picks up that Marco is making his move, the other guy just kind of backs off and is like, all right, I get it. So Marco has arranged for them to watch the sunset together on this little pier. Very romantic. Super romantic. And it's just funny because he's like, I haven't ever like taken anybody here before. I got used to doing things by myself a lot. It's like, okay, we get it. You're a lone wolf. You ride a motorcycle. You're, you know, mysterious. Right. For, we got it. We got your profile here, sir. So she decides to tell him about the dream that she had, which I don't think I would ever have the balls to do. She's like, I hadn't met you, but you were totally in it. And we were boning. Yeah. And, yeah. and then he kisses her because like everything turns him on and they're having a really steamy makeout session but his phone starts to ring and she's like oh just answer it and he does and obviously it's some kind of urgent business that takes him away and I kind of assumed that this took him away for the rest of the trip that's what I thought too so I was very startled (laughs) when he returns later (laughs) because he leaves he's like I'm so sorry I have to go and then Bobby's just kind of like wandering around. The other guy invites her to dinner with the rest of the club. She's like, no, thanks. I'm just going to take a walk. So then she goes down to the water and there's Marco strolling out all Daniel Craig style in his little tidy whitey boxer briefs soaking wet. And Mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, I'm I'm, like, sorry about earlier. And she's like, don't worry about it because I actually don't want anything serious. We can just bang. Which is funny because that is absolutely not how she feels. No, but I have to say she pulls it off pretty well, I think. I mean, she does until she doesn't because she gets real tight about the ex, uh, ex-wife. ex Yeah, but I mean, I think this that was situational. Like, you didn't fucking tell me you were married situation as opposed to, I guess. like, I'm the mistress. <laughs> no, thank you. I guess. Again, I've been there before. I'm just like, I'm putting, you know, <laughs> yes, art's imitating exactly. life here. Let's bit, go. Yeah. But, oh, okay. So do you want to paint this scene? Because, oh, oh, I mean, I I will because it was, it was pretty hot. It was beautiful. So they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, ma- they're making out on the beach and there's this wooden bench surface. I don't know. It's a flat, like maybe where they keep like preservers. It kind of like looks some, like a some dock. beach equipment. I thought it was just like a standalone. It probably structure. was, but from the angle sometimes I thought it was the edge of a dock. Okay. It doesn't fully matter, but he fucks her on it. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to paint the picture, it's starts with her on on her back on the thing mm-hmm. and he just gets right down in there and is yep. is going to town downtown this was this was real hot because like i don't know it was just like it's on the beach and like that's the worst place in the world to do anything sexy but it looks so sexy on tv oh yeah it was it was it was great i'm blocking out the part of my brain that's like there's got to be sand somewhere oh sand i was afraid of fucking splinters the way they were rubbing against that wooden fucking thing like the way that it was varnished (laughs) whatever it was but it was made of wood we know that yeah (laughs) this we can agree on whatever it was we know it's made of wood we don't know if that wood was varnished so much wood in this scene (laughs) yes yes wood and wood wood and wood because they were just rubbing and moving and shaking yes and he there's like this moment where like he picks her up 
And she kind of like gets down like and pulls his pants down and then he like flips her and then she's on top. And there was a lot of changing of positions. It was like Cirque du Soleil. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was so, it was so hot. That is exactly how I would describe it. Cirque du Soleil, yes. beautiful. Yes, it was amazing. So they're going at it on the beach for a while, but then they're not done. They run to the pool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading my notes now. I have so he fucks her from behind at one point, yes. and then I have in my notes ah the old stand and carry because there's one point where he's standing up fucking her. Yes, uh, she's like wrapped around him. So anyway, after this, they run to the pool. They have a little dip. They're making out in the pool, and then we see somebody is recording it mm-hmm. through the bushes, yep. which is weird and suspicious. But we don't deal with it right away. They go back to the room. There is more fucking that occurs in the hotel room. Just a little bit more. Just like a little taste. And then we cut to the next morning where Marco obviously like scurries out before she's <laughs> she's awake because he's mysterious and he's got secrets and he's got places to be that we can't know about yet. <sighs> I'm so hot right now. I'm so sweaty. <laughs> you are getting you are the wine doesn't help. <laughs> you are so worked up right now. This movie was garbage, but the sex scenes were were really good. But- they were. I never had the feeling like I did in 365 where I was like, this must be real. Like, that's what made the 365 sex scenes so interesting. Those it was because you looked real. You really felt like you were watching people having sex. These had a little bit more romance to them and a little bit more choreography. Mm-hmm. But I think that's also part of what makes them so interesting because you're just like, oh, damn, how'd you do that? Like, that, that looked pretty cool. I mean, they got the chemistry, which is the big yes. deciding factor there. For sure. It helped a lot. <laughs> so he leaves this really cryptic note that she reads. He's like, one day I'll tell you everything. It's like, okay. <laughs> one day. What is, what is whatever that? that is. What does that mean? That's so ominous. And then right after that, the motorcycle club captain warns her to stay away from him, that he's full of secrets. Oh That's why his God. dick is so big. <laughs> so... <laughs> so, <laughs> so she's back at work and... Someone has emailed her the video Mm -hmm. of her and Marco gallivanting in the pool that night. So (laughs) I found this really suspicious. When she's telling Patty about it, they both immediately eliminate Chago as a suspect. They're just like, oh, it couldn't have been Chago because he's in some other place. Yeah, (laughs) yes, he's your best friend. And also, (laughs) here's a video of him on Instagram doing something somewhere else way far away. She's like, "Mm, okay. Probably in the basement of the fucking building. Seriously, or like... (sighs) A later gram, perhaps? Like, we don't know. Exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, we also cut to Marco looking at a candid shot of, of Bobby on her motorcycle. And I don't know when he took that. Like, like where did that right. come from? And then he tries to call her, and she's not answering because I guess she's, like, trying to enforce her boundaries and her space or whatever. She's also pissed that he left. Yeah, I guess so. But also, like, she set that boundary of it being casual. So I really feel like that was okay for him to do. Mm. Like, he didn't owe her any explanation. That's true. But it's still us as women being butthurt about situations like that. Well, that feels hypocritical to me because, like, she was the one who said it's going to be casual. And then she's like, well, but you left me in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, I would. That would be me. A hundred percent. 
that little twinge of yeah but common decency Mm -hmm. i know what i said but hello (laughs) i know what i said but also we just had the craziest sex of my life she said it was the best night of her life which well i looked it it. yeah i believe it would be the best night of my life so uh she once again is like at home getting drunk just like wallowing in her own misery and she finally figures out kayo's laptop password and it had something to do with whiskey i didn't quite follow that whole scene it had something to do with like when it was bottled I don't yeah because she made it seem too when she was trash in the office that that's like his obsession right yes he has like a whiskey collection collection and- yeah so anyway she gets in and she finds out that kyle was forging accounts and clients and documents and stuff that was helping to cover up the financial fraud that he was testifying against at the beginning of the movie so she tells Chago all of this and he is kind of pissed off along with her, but she's like, let's bring the laptop to Marco, which is hilarious to me because it's like, that's not how do you process where no. you don't just directly go to the judge of a case and be like, here's all this evidence. Like that's just because not- <laughs> you have an in quote unquote. Right. With the judge. Right. Exactly. And like, shouldn't this all uh, I have this I have this in my notes later, but like. <laughs> This whole case should be thrown out because of conflicts of interest and just judicial mis like what is that called? Um miscarriage of justice mm-hmm. and let's oh, be real it's... though. Nobody's thinking about this case. It's done. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Literally no one cares about it. It's and I probably already thrown out, so we don't have to worry <laughs> about it. So anyway, Chago like talks her down again. He's like, let's just give it to the prosecutors or like whatever the fuck the other attorneys are. She's like, fine. So she also gets a massive bouquet of roses mm-hmm. from Marco at this time. And it comes with a note inviting her to dinner at his house. Patty talks her into going. She wasn't going to go, but she's like, fine. She gets slutted up for this Oh, oh let me tell you. Her bot, she's got a banging bot. Amazing. I have to say Super she hot. has the most perfect boobs I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And, they're, yes. and her nips are pierced. Well, at least one of them. Yes. Okay. I, I thought I imagined that because at some point <laughs> I saw it and then, and then like later in the movie, it was like they weren't. And I was like, am I seeing things? At least like, her right one okay. was. I'm glad I'm glad you saw that too because I I thought I was hallucinating and making shit up. Listen, I th- like my horny meter was spewing. It was all over the place. <laughs> spewing. spewing. Well, you oh know my how God. Like, the meters with like the mercury. <laughs> I feel like spewing was just the wrong word. I okay, but do you know those cartoons when like meters are like going off yep. the chart? And then, like, something, yeah. like, explodes out of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, off the charts, spewing. <laughs> yes, really hot, really sweaty, as I am currently. Exactly. So, but, yeah, so she she puts on these, like, garters and this garter belt. She puts on this dress that's not a dress. You would not wear this no. in public. <laughs> no, it's a slip. It's red. It's got, like, so, so much open back. There's just, like, two little strappy things that are holding it together. I don't know how. She also does a really bold red lip. She's got really nice lips, mm-hmm. but, like, <laughs> she's, like, they looked huge when she did them up in this lipstick. So she gets to his apartment or his house or whatever the hell it is, and the door just, like, opens by itself so she strolls in which again like i don't know i don't know why she does this although this time it was not really threatening he does appear and and is like here i i set us up some dinner and then she's like oh did you make this he was like yep i cook i am a mystery (laughs) like Like, i am 
the full package, but you know nothing right. about me. <laughs> yes, but I can't tell you everything. Nope. <laughs> so they toast to the truth, which feels ironic uh-huh. because he has not told her any truths yet. And she excuses herself to go to the bathroom and decides to do a little snooping. I honestly would have done the same thing. Yeah. She opens like the first door she finds and it's a child's room. It is decorated for a child with a crib. There's no child in it, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> but he obviously comes up on her immediately and is like, what the hell are you doing? She's this like, isn't oh, the bathroom? I got lost. Uh, there's so many doors in here. And they just don't address it. They never speak of it. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. They do address it later. But like, I feel like this would be a question that you would want answered. Like right away. Before. Before. <laughs> before boning. Before this magnificent second half. <laughs> second boning montage. Oh, the blindfold. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hold on. We're not quite Sorry. there. Yet. We need to finish talking about this. So she goes off to the bathroom and comes back and then. Marco's like, oh, your phone's been ringing off the hook. And it's Patty. And she's like, oh, yeah, we have our location shared. She's just checking to make sure that I'm not dead. And then, like, like the conversation doesn't even end. They just start hooking up. Well, she calls. She answers the phone. Right, right, right. And she's basically telling Patty, like, don't worry. I'm here. Everything's fine. The house is great. He doesn't seem dangerous. Right. And he starts, like, walking <laughs> towards her, like, about to just pick her up and just devour her. And she's like, it's still talking. And she's like, yeah. And, you know, everything's fine. Uh, okay, I got to go. Click. And then it was like, <laughs> right. Like, it, it's on. It's it's on so fast. And it's just like, okay, well, I guess this is happening now. We're not going to talk about the baby room. We're not going to no. talk about anything Do they else. even eat? Because I would not have been able to bone immediately after that. It's unclear. Okay. Because I feel like there could have been a time lapse while they were sitting there. But I... Uh, Right, it's, saw, it's saw a baby room, lost my appetite, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So they go to his couch, and they are fucking on the couch. Mm-hmm. And then it took me a while to realize that this transition into a montage that was taking place over the course of many nights, because they're fucking on the couch for yes. a while. And then all of a sudden, there's like a scene of her walking into the house again and him meeting her at the door and they're fully clothed. And I'm like, what is this? Is this a flashback? Like, are they remembering 20 minutes ago when she walked into the house? But they're setting up where every night she's coming over Mm -hmm. and the same sequence of events occurs and they just fuck in different places. So the next time is on the kitchen counter, which looks really sexy. I was going to say, super spacious. Painful? painful yes a little bit painful but at least like she's not gonna fall off like it's it's a big enough yes and no splinters here presumably it looks marble yep so more more slipping and sliding if you will (laughs) (laughs) we just slide right off (laughs) after he spews everywhere (laughs) you're not gonna let me let the spew down this view is now part of our lore. Oh, God. <laughs> so anyway, so we go from the kitchen counter. Then the next scene, they're on a chair in the living room. They're in the bed, finally, which is nice to see after Obsession, where they just refuse to fucking beds. And then they're in the shower, which is, once again, horrible place to have sex, mm-hmm. but looks really good on TV. Like, really good. And her boobs were pushed up against yes. the glass and stuff. And, and I he was, was just squeezing like, them. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is not fair. Oh, no. So hot. So sweaty. In my notes, I'm like, Jesus, how much time has passed? Was this, like, all, like, one different night? 
Right, but now we know. Or it's a was mod- it many nights over like over a couple of weeks? It was hard to tell. And then we get to the scene with the blindfold. I was scared he was going to put her foot in his mouth because I think that might have taken me Same. out of it. Same. It was so close. <laughs> I was like, "Don't do it! Don't it do it!" It was minuscule, like a minuscule <laughs> they dot knew. close. They knew where to stop. They Thank knew where God. to draw the line and where we, they were going to lose us because I was like, "Do not put that foot in your mouth, sir. Do not do it." so they don't but we finally end the montage they're in bed post-coitus and marco's like "Mm, it's really hard for me to trust people and like i'm going through some complicated shit because again mysterious dangerous like all secrets yeah but all of a sudden the doorbell rings or does the doorbell ring does she just walk in paula shows up yeah this is the blonde woman from the bar she is like screaming at him she's like oh my god she's here Blah, blah, blah. And then Bobby walks in. She's like, what the fuck is happening? And she's like, um, I'm his wife. We are married. Did he not tell you that? Fucking abandon me, yada, yada. And Bobby's like, oh, hell no. And just kind of gets out of there before he can explain. Because obviously there's going to be an explanation. Eventually. But the thing about this is like, and I don't, you may have different feelings on this based on personal experience, but I feel like it was pretty obvious that he wasn't with this woman. Right. They might still be married, but I think the fact that he wasn't hiding the fact that he had to go talk to her in the bar the first time that they met and the fact that she didn't appear to live in the house with him, I think all of that would lead you to believe that they're separated. And so, I mean, maybe would it still be as significant of a lie that he didn't mention her? Um, good question. I'm just possible. Yeah, like, no, I no, because no like I'm again true life yeah I don't I don't know I don't know because I feel like I might be annoyed but I don't know if I would be that angry exactly exactly so I don't I don't know because it's not so much a lie if it was never brought up it's more like he just hasn't mentioned it right and it's not like he is so involved with this woman that it would need to be mentioned Mm -hmm. so and and yet again may I remind you that Abby has said this is a casual thing we are just fucking so in that circumstance I think he owes her even less of an explanation right but anyway Bobby's really upset she gets on her motorcycle she drives off she gets into an accident which she believes was intentional the first time I saw it I thought she was just really upset driving like an idiot and got into an accident on her own but apparently somebody tried to kill her (laughs) I don't know how they knew where she was going to be where she was going whatever tried to drive her off the road yes so Marco shows up with flowers she's like fuck off do not want to talk to you right now and then we see Marco. He calls Fernando mm. for a favor. Whoever the fuck Fernando is. Oh, that's he wants the secretary. Tra- right? Oh, no, this isn't the secretary. The- oh, is it? Maybe it is. It might be. Okay, good call. I just, I was like, okay, there's just a mysterious Fernando around here. But yeah, no, that makes sense. But he, he wants to check the traffic cam footage and he wants to set up a wiretap. And, like, this is a huge abuse of power as a judge. True. Very illegal, but sure. So he shows up later at Bobby's home and wants to explain, but he wants to show her. So he takes her to a hospital to show her his daughter, Victoria. What a turn of events. I mean, honestly, this part made me a little bit upset, like I lost my boner a bit. The entire circumstance in itself was a lot. So depressing. Yeah, so you could tell why he's so closed off and doesn't talk about shit because 
who would bring this up on a first date? That's you know? true. Like, yeah. Let's get to know somebody before I unleash this. Right. And his daughter has some kind of developmental disorder where she needs to be in hospital under constant care. And his ex-wife, Paula, she had mental problems that existed prior to having the child. They got worse while she was pregnant. And then she like completely lost her mm-hmm. shit after the baby came and had all of these problems. Now, I, have a, I just have oh, a quick question because the montage they showed as he's telling the story they do show that she was heavily medicated at one point during Mm -hmm. mental health treatment and i'm putting that in quotes because i don't know if it was an abuse of medication or ODing on what she was supposed to take yeah and then i was associating that with the daughter's developmental issues like was she on these meds or ODing on these meds while pregnant and that caused this stuff and then she felt guilty and all that stuff I don't know. It just became like a whole... I mean, whole... it's possible. Like, I, the movie never told us that no. explicitly. You can make the assumption if you want. Like, there's nobody to say that you're wrong. But end of the day, this woman is deeply disturbed. Mm-hmm. The daughter has a lot of issues. There was a point at which she tried to remove the daughter from the hospital and it forced Marco to basically, like, remove her parental rights so that she couldn't come near the child. So, obviously, all of this is going on and that's why he's been so distracted and, like, whatever... So in terms of a tragic backstory, very sad Mm -hmm. and doesn't make him any really sort of a morally ambiguous character the way that I think other movies like 365 try to do. They're like, he's a bad boy. It's like, no, this is actually a man with the heart of gold who rides a motorcycle. Right. Just because he rides a motorcycle doesn't mean. It kind of took the teeth out of it for me a little bit. I was like, oh, I'm disappointed. But because there's other things that are still going on so uh that are like a lot more dangerous and whatever so where am i here oh so bobby wants time to process this and he's like fine i will wait so in the meantime he's like trying to track down who hit her with the car yada yada bobby wants to go bring the fraud stuff to marco but jago is acting real fucking fishy about it especially when she tells him that she backed up the entire file to have a copy of her own. Yeah, and this, like, this sets him off. But prior to that... Oh, what I miss. Chago goes to the office and finds him there. And he's all beat up and bloody. Right. And they have this whole... Dis- <laughs> he looks bad. <laughs> he looks bad. And they have this whole discussion back and forth. And it's, you know, basically us finding or slowly finding that Chago is not the good best friend that we uh, all thought he was. And as they pan away, you see the wiretap under the table. Right, which isn't Marco really a wiretap. <laughs> like, it's not tapping any wire. It's just recording their conversation. <laughs> right. But, yeah, but they did say some pretty uh, incriminating shit. Yes, because Chago essentially admits to being the mastermind behind mm-hmm. this. He makes it clear that he was the one to make inroads with this client who is working with the cartels or something. There's like drugs and trafficking of some kind going on. And he pulled Kayo in because Kayo was attracted to the money and the idea of being able to afford that fancy car he drives and have a mistress on the side. So he's a weak, pathetic man, but he is not the cold, calculated mastermind that Chago is. Mm-hmm. We know all of that. And that's kind of what I expected Marco to be semi-involved right. in. Like, it, he's almost too good of a guy at the end of this, where I'm just like, uh, you're a family man. You're a judge. But then that also means that there is hope for the rest of us. 
I guess. <laughs> I guess. I just need to go to Brazil and find a, which I could do. Yeah, you could do it. My friend be like, let's go. Could I go stay at your family's house? Hook <laughs> me up with your yeah. cousin even. That would be nice. I'm not leaving until I hook up with somebody. <laughs> right. <laughs> just go to all the motorcycle clubs and hang out. <laughs> So Chago is like, tells Bobby, like, okay, I'm going to come pick you up, bring all the evidence that you have, and we'll take it straight to Marco. Weird that they're doing this at night. Like, why would he have nighttime office hours? Right. But they, she goes with him. And simultaneously, Marco is discovering that she's, there's something wrong. He tries to call her. Oh, quick question, though. She brings yeah. the laptop and the backup like an idiot. Right. Just saying. What's your question? <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, it was more like, did I see that correctly? And also, wouldn't you, regardless of what you were doing, hold on to the backup yourself? Right. That's the whole point of the, the backup, backup. Is, to, is to keep it separate from just the original in case, in case something happens to okay. the backup. Great. I just Whatever. wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's stupid. Yeah. That was your question. Is she stupid? Is yeah, she's she stupid, stupid because I actually wrote she's so stupid. And then I forgot why I wrote that, and now I remember. <laughs> okay, good, great. <laughs> she is smart enough to realize that Chago's not driving her to the courthouse, and right. she's like, what the hell's going on? So he pulls a gun on her and is basically just like, remain calm. <laughs> Every- I- this is a kidnapping. <laughs> like- <laughs> Keep your hands and legs in the vehicle Where at I all can time. see him. <laughs> and so Marco calls, and he's like, don't answer that. But she answers it, and she's like, I'm in the car with Chago. Help me, blah, blah, blah. It's enough information that Marco's like, oh, let me just call Patty because she's got find my phone and I'll just find her. So Chago takes her out to like a forest in the middle of nowhere. I thought I was watching the Vampire Diaries for a second because the (laughs) way that scene was. The mist. The mist and like the obvious, what do you call it, spotlight coming from the opposite direction, like through the trees. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it was wild. So. He's trying, she's trying to negotiate with him. She's like, I'll help you pin everything on Kayo. Like, I really hate him. So, like, let's just, like, let's work this out. But he's not buying it. But Kayo's already there in the woods, literally digging her grave. Yeah. Chago makes Kayo take the gun to shoot her himself, yeah. which is, like, kind of brutal. And Kayo, because as much as he is, like, kind of a spineless asshole, he can't do it. And while they're distracted, Bobby hits them with a shovel and then goes for the gun. Of course, Chago gets there before she can, and he shoots Kayo. And before he can shoot Bobby, (laughs) of course, Marco has arrived on his white horse and wrestles him for the gun. I don't, I couldn't really see what happened here. Marco gets shot, right? Yes. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, okay. And then, and then somebody shoots Chago. Is it a police officer? Great question. No idea. Because they then okay. start, then you hear like the newsreel of the scenario. Right. And they're yes. giving every detail. All the details. They're like, <laughs> like they were. public info. Uh, yeah. Like, and they were shot and this one shot this one and then this one because of this. And it was like, and then like a gossip Actually, reel. the judge on the case yeah. was there and happened to stop the whole thing from occurring. It was like, hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I think this is when I put in my notes. I'm like, this whole case is going to get thrown out because <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so fucking messy. Did anyone end up dying? So no, because no, Kayo and Jago both survive because they go to prison Right, I believe. I think. So. I think. I'm pretty sure nobody dies. Nobody <laughs> dies. Kind of anticlimactic. I I honestly thought that Patty was the one who shot Chago. 
because it looks no. like a black woman. Patty's got but, other plans. <laughs> yeah, Patty's busy. But I think it was a black cop. So like, I, I think that's where I got confused. But anyway, so we cut to like six months later and the child has made some kind of miraculous recovery. <laughs> like, I don't understand. But the child is able, Vittoria, mm-hmm. um, that's her name. She's able to come home from the hospital in like a week or so. So Marco and Bobby are preparing the bedroom for her to come home to. I guess they're they're just going to co-parent this baby now. I don't I know. Because they it's never un- mentioned unclear. the ex-wife again. Like, I guess she just can't come around. Right. <laughs> she just disappears. She's not an issue. And then we also find out that Patty is in a throuple, mm-hmm. I guess, with the building security guard from the beginning of the movie and Marco's law clerk. <laughs> So people are just so connected these days. That is not a threesome I would say no to, but it's it's interesting. Very. So we do end the movie with a sex montage, which I appreciated. I also appreciated that because I I wasn't quite ready after all like sort of the disappointing resolutions to the drama. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice to be reminded of like why this movie wasn't a waste of my time. So you know more butts, more boobs, and um, I'm a happy gal. So. Yeah, and it ra- I mean it wrapped up. So it did, but it didn't. I had questions like the longer I thought about it because I was wondering did Thiago actually love Bobby or was that an attempt to try to distract her? I think he from... kind of admitted that everything was just a, a ruse. Ploy. Yeah, I don't think he gave a shit about anybody, honestly. Okay. I think he's an interesting character. I, I feel like the problem with this movie and the problem with 365 as well is that they try to set up this really interesting and intricate backstory of like criminality, mm-hmm. but they spend so much time on the relationships. And look, I'm not complaining about the sex. Mm-hmm. I think that's fine. But like all the other kind of nonsensey stuff, it takes time away from the plot building so that when it finally gets to its conclusion, you're just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess. It could have been a little bit more exciting, I think. I guess. But I also feel like for that case, they'd probably have to make a second one. Yes. I do think that because like I was I was thinking the same thing. I was like, they they would have had to make this a trilogy or something to like really drag it out and kind of pull all the pieces together. So they did what they did with the time that they had. But I remember thinking to myself, it was like an hour into the movie and the movie's only an hour and 38 minutes. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, there's all this shit going on that we haven't talked about yep. yet. Like, I'm what, like, wait, there's a half hour happen? left. What's going yeah. on? Yeah. No, definitely. And it didn't seem rushed, but also, again, like you said, like there could have been more, just more backstory situations or again the the whole like crime of it all could have been a little more in depth right like I think they spent a little bit too much time in the beginning of the movie especially with Kayo because his role was really kind of minimal very if they had started with his betrayal like if that had been like the first thing we saw and then we just kind of went from there I even was a little disappointed that he was sort of a reluctant participant in Thiago's plans like if he had been a bit more evil I think that yeah it would have felt fun. better um yes <laughs> yeah, yeah it would have felt better and also once it started and the dream was the first thing we saw I was thinking she was going to be the cheater yeah mm-hmm. and it was going to be that type of you know that type of was, betrayal that type of betrayal <laughs> that burning betrayal 
first person betrayal. Mm-hmm. Overall, I'm so pleasantly surprised by this pick. Mm-hmm. I was scared that I had just kind of chosen a dud. And then when it, as soon as all the similarities to 365 started happening, I'm like, ah, yes. Nope. <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted. This, yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. 365. Then we had a little, we had a little malignant in there because in the beginning that had the big fan. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's Gabriel here. Just a little taste of malignant. A little taste of malignant. <laughs> For flavor. <laughs> a little Gabriel to, you know. Spice things up. But yeah, no, that, that was great. And I did love to the call back to the resort because that's where. Oh, yes. Patty um, went with Patty. her ripple vacation yeah the only thing i will say is that having a special needs child is probably going to put a real damper on their sex life seriously unless it, like she's miraculously like totally fine but even then she's a she's a fucking toddler yeah 75 percent healed <laughs> you can't be fucking on the kitchen counter like that when you have a child <laughs> but it also was six months later so they had a good six month run <laughs> of constant that was probably bonefest.com oh my god she's probably sore she's probably like i, I don't even think i can yeah i need a break <laughs> get your daughter back in here <laughs> yeah it's a good thing we won't be alone together for another 16 years <laughs> oh my god yeah but it wasn't as i don't know it wasn't a bad movie it wasn't a bad it movie. wasn't a good movie and it was good sex scenes good sex scenes if you if you want to get a little hot and bothered this Valentine's Day, you can throw this on. It was entertaining enough and sexy enough that I think it was a, a good watch. I'd watch it alone, personally. I'm glad mm-hmm. I did not watch this one with Alberto. It's a little hard to like. I was actually going to ask you that. If you yeah, no. You guys watched it together. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I, I would rather be able to focus on the butts without feeling guilty. <laughs> yeah, you have to take notes. I mean, you have to concentrate. Right. Yeah. This is for science. Uh-huh. <laughs> for science. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I didn't, I mean, hate's a strong word, but it wasn't, I mean, I'll, I think I'll always pick 365. Oh, absolutely. Over, you know, Massimo yeah. is my man. Yes. I think they were very close, though. Like, they were similar oh, he, in. He's a, he reminded me of Nacho, actually. Yes. Yeah. Because he he's eyes. a bit, like, burlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll, add, him, I'll add him to the lineup of <laughs> yeah, men I, mean, I like not? to look at, of course. <laughs> men I like to look at. You can find him on Instagram and follow him. More than likely, yeah. So next week, we uh, continue our uh, phone fest with Happy Ending. Um, week after that, we have Wild Things, which, let me tell you, I personally love this movie, <laughs> but <laughs> it is talk-worthy. There is, oh, so much, so much in that movie. Talk about Bone Fest. <laughs> oh, and then um, because we get another Thursday this month. A bonus Thursday. A bonus Thursday for uh, the leap year. We are covering Leap Day with uh, Amy Adams. And I forget the male lead because I feel like he is. <gasps> I love him so much, really? Matthew Good. Okay. I don't, I don't know who he is. He's in a show called The Discovery of Witches where he plays a vampire. Okay. Oh, my God. Speaking of hot. <laughs> The, the books are good. It's based on a book series. Okay. show falls off a bit in the second season. If you like Twilight and, you know, True Blood, it's in that similar vein oh, of, okay. like, vampire falls in love with normal human girl. She is a witch, but... Not a fairy? <sighs> Not a fairy. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but, yeah, he I, I love him quite a bit. So I'm excited for that aspect of this movie. Okay. All right. So, yeah, definitely check out the socials. You know where to find us. Yeah, is there anything you would like to add? Yes, well, as Polish ladies, 
Uh-huh. Do you know what day February 8th is? Is it Poland's Independence Day? It's Punchkey Day. Oh, it's Punchkey Day. Yeah. That's exciting. I know, right? So go out, get yourself a little, little donut. They're Polish donuts. Yeah. They're, it's a huge holiday in Michigan. Interesting. Right? Like, I don't know if there's, like, a big Polish contingent there, but when I lived in Michigan, it was, like, a thing. People were like, oh, it's Punchkey Day. I'm like, what are you talking about? That is pretty funny. I would never associate the two. Yeah, to all of our Michiganders out there and Polish people, today's for you. Yeah. And uh, until next time.